Welcome to the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors, presented by FMG Suite. Listen to interviews with the movers, shakers, geniuses, and innovators of the financial advisory world. Visit FMGSuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. And now, without further delay, the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors. Hi, everyone. Mike Woods here, one of the founding members of FMG Suite. Today, I'm excited to be speaking with Will Gunn, who is the lead marketing strategist at FMG Suite. Will has coached more than 500 financial advisors on their marketing strategies over the years. And today, we're going to talk about how those all those best practices got thrown out the window 45 days ago when words like pandemic and social distancing became part of everyday language. Will talks about how he's coaching reps to use more authentic marketing. He talks about getting your heart, your soul, and your spirit into your marketing efforts. When I spoke with one financial advisor a few weeks ago, he said, when this is all over, you want to be remembered as the advisor who asked, is your family okay? And do you have all the supplies you need? And not the one who said, this is a good time for a Roth conversion. Enjoy the podcast. Spread the word. We'll give everyone an idea of your responsibilities as the as the lead marketing specialist. Hi, everyone. Uh, I the lead marketing specialist. Uh, my role is to make your day easier. Uh, we, we've got a lot of things that kind of fall under our umbrella. And probably the most prevalent is making sure advisors are always on the cutting edge for what's happening in the marketing world, what sort of things they can do to stay ahead of their competition, and giving them the best practices, the best tips, and the best advice, as well as the best marketing resources and tools and content uh, that, that we can. Gotcha. Yeah, you've worked, uh, well, you, you and I have worked together for quite some time, but you've worked mm-hmm. with uh, probably more than 500 financial advisors on the marketing strategies over the years. Yeah, with uh, with uh, the advisors that I've worked with, I'd say one-on-one over 500, if we're counting things like podcasts or webinars uh, or some of the forums and public speaking I've done, I, you could easily put that number into the thousands. But Oh, my goodness. To, I won't do the humble brag. I'll say one-on-one about 500 or so. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, well, today I want everybody to buckle up because we are going to talk about marketing strategies in a COVID world. Uh, uh, you, the, I, you know, as before we started this uh, the podcast, as I was talking uh, with Will, I was saying, you know, everything was just humming along February, March. And then mm-hmm. suddenly, you know, we started to get the words that we learned words like social distancing and uh, COVID and pandemics and, you know, and soon people were wearing masks. I thought masks were something that, you know, will only happen in third world countries. And yet now, uh, masks are, you can't go in and out of a store with them. And, and with that, uh, financial advisors world changed very quickly. Uh, the, you know, the concept of having a, a seminar where people would get together. No, uh, uh-uh, not anymore. The, mm. the concept of doing a, um, uh, kind of business as usual, not really anymore. Uh, and uh, what Will has been with the uh, with the team there of marketing strategists and kind of forming it. So what we're going to do today is we're going to run down through kind of the four pillars of of the marketing side, where we talk about branding, communication, office system, and prospecting. But we're going to talk about those now in a COVID world. Uh, Will, why don't you give everybody kind of a just a uh, give kind of a, a people an overview of how you have seen things change with what advisors have been doing just really within the past six to eight weeks? It's it's interesting. Uh, 
where we are today is I don't think anyone would have predicted at the beginning of the year this is the world we'd be living in. And I, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head with that that visual that you gave where people are wearing masks all over the place. It's you walk into a supermarket and it's like the Wild West with people have bandanas all over their face. Uh, and it's just a bizarre sort of reality we're in. And marketing has done similar sort of shifts. But I think marketing has done shifts in a in a way that I think are for the better. It's forcing advisors to get with the times, if you will. Mm. Uh, probably the thing that uh, that I'm most excited about when it comes to the marketing changes is we're, we're, we're finding out what's actually important for, for marketing. And it, I'll, I'll kind of give a little bit of a glimpse of where, where I'm going with some of this. Back in March, uh, there's a, a, a company called Statista who did a uh, report that was getting an idea for the types of content that was being consumed at home uh, it, during a COVID world. And what we're finding is 43% of the people are watching more news and 32% are spending more time online on social media, 10% more people listening to podcasts. All across the board, the content consumption at home is going up. And since then, it's likely gone up even more than that. That was just a couple months ago at the beginning when things started getting a, a, a bit out there. And you're probably, advisors at least, are noticing higher open rates in emails uh, on their emails that they're sending, higher engagement on social media. And that's yeah, – the, the advisors say everybody's home. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's home. They, they're no longer, they no longer have plans. They're, Every, uh, they're Exactly. Home. Everyone's home and everyone's bored. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's just it is when you're bored, you start doing things longer than you normally would. I'm going to spend more time on Facebook. I'm going to spend more time reading these emails. I'm going to spend more time engaging on this online stuff. And, and that's one of the things that's happening. And I'm going to use that to set up this big problem uh, that this content demand has created. Uh, and this is... We've been working with advisors since March on this sort of concept, so none of this is going to be really new to them, but it's it just kind of paint the picture a little bit. So we've got this world of all staying at home, which means advisors can't traditionally do what they've done to grow their business. Uh, public seminars are pretty well out. Uh, client engagement events like wine tastings, those are out. Uh, even meeting face-to-face -face in the office, for the most part, that's out. We've, we've had to adapt. So what's, what's actually been the case with these online demand uh, push for content is advisors can't meet with people, but now they've got this big push for content. So what do they do? Well, here's the trap. They sign up for robo-marketing and auto content services. And holy smokes, that's the type of thing that's setting advisors up to fail and they don't even realize it. Uh, uh, so yeah. Uh, so I was speaking with an advisor actually just a couple days ago, uh, and he's of the demographic, he said, uh, where he's the same demographic as the clients that he's helping. And what they said was he's getting all the uh, the prospect letters, all the emails, all the communications from his competition as if, if, because he's their prospect, quote unquote. Uh, and he's seeing them all starting to look the same. And he can smell BS from a mile away and says, you didn't write that. You didn't write that either. I know all this stuff is not done by you. And that's the trap. Robo marketing going up is going to make you feel less authentic. And that's actually where we step in and say, this is how we've got to help advisors. 
we've got to provide them with content, but we've also got to provide them with authentic marketing strategies. And authenticity is now more important than ever before. So we're losing the human connection meeting face-to-face, but we need to provide that human element in the digital world. That's where we've been helping advisors, is providing that humanity in a digital world. Right. Right. You know, it's, you know, it's interesting about that is, uh, you know, at FMG, uh, where, where we, one of the niches we really grabbed very early was that notion of, of pushing content out to your Facebook, to your LinkedIn, to your Twitter yeah. account. Yep. But we always talked about the fact that it, it was supposed to be there when you couldn't be there. Um, mm-hmm. It was never, it was never an either or. It was always supposed to augment your ongoing notion, your ongoing support of those channels. And what's interesting too, Will, is that uh, over the past oh, month or so, uh, the content team has gone through our content and mm-hmm. really put a pause on items that are just not really right for the times. Yeah, uh, we're we're not putting out anything about you know the real cost of a vacation home. Um, mm-hmm. You know how, how we we had an article on a quarterly publication that was about ready to hit the press on how to take a cruise or cruising tips. Yeah, well, yeah, we we pulled that back right away. So I th- I think what's important here is to understand with that authentic marketing when you have a partner like FMG, we're we're working behind the scenes too to make it not uh, we don't you can't we don't want to embarrass anybody with what kind of content exactly. is going out. We've even taken the steps uh, with the the social foundations campaign, that auto campaign that posts to your social media. We've even said the name itself should be the clear indicator that it's the foundation. It should be what you build upon. Like with your your home, your foundation uh, sits under it and your house sits on top of the foundation, but you don't stop at the foundation. You always build on top of that. And And the world that we're thrust into today with marketing is really opening the eyes for how we need to adjust marketing and build upon that foundation of, of the auto uh, campaigns that might be happening already. What can we do to authenticate ourselves a little bit more and provide that human presence? And right. the, the way that we're teaching advisors is, okay, well, if we're going to create a much more stronger, authentic presence, we've got to provide you in digital formats. So things like videos and webinars and podcasts like this one. Uh, how do we get your voice and your mannerisms and things that people can say, yes, that is my advisor. They know what's going on, even if it's uh, a regular ongoing sort of short three-minute video. Uh, we've even gone so far, this, this is just a couple weeks old at this point, uh, in the blog section of the website, we've made it so that you can import MP4 files, your video files, directly into the blog. So you don't right. have to go right. through something like Vimeo or YouTube. If your file is a short video, just a quick recap of something, uh, you can just put it right into the website. Make your day easier. That's 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 the big thing that we're trying to help advisors with. Right, right. That is uh, that is fresh. I think that was released uh, some point last month. You're right. Well, let let's take a look at let's take a look at the, these four areas again: branding, communication, mm-hmm. office system, prospecting. Let's look at them through the what we can. I'll, let's call it the pandemic filter. Um, let's take yeah. a look at branding first. You know, I. Uh, I, I have done a number of podcasts and webinars and one financial advisor stands out and he said to me, when this is all over, when all this is over, you want to be remembered as the advisor who called and asked, is your family okay? Do you have all mm-hmm. the supplies you need? You don't want to be the one who says, 
hey, Will, this is a great time for a Roth conversion. <laughs> he said there'll be plenty of time for that down the road. But, you yep. know, as these as this is and I would say it's still fresh. I mean, heck, uh, you know, we're we're starting to see some of the country reopen at this point. But, you know, th- that that's a trend that's going to be with us throughout the summer. So mm-hmm. how 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 has that how have you seen the this this pandemic influence or get into or adjust alter or really even augment someone's branding i think that's a a, a very interesting question because it opens up uh, a whole sort of uh, section that might have been in the dark before and that's that branding is not just about the visual aspect it's not about mm-hmm. how well your logo looks and i'll be honest i'm not seeing very many advisors uh, chomping at the bit to get a logo redone. Though I've seen, <laughs> I'll, I'll say a couple of them come through. I, I, I won't sugarcoat that. But I, but I'm seeing a different shift in how branding's being perceived, and it's how people are feeling about your brand. And I think your example is probably the best one that I've heard uh, uh, so far. It's, how do you want to be remembered after this? It's brand awareness. It's brand perception. That's the kind of shift that we're talking about with uh, with some of our advisors in that authentic marketing space is how do you want people to feel after they've uh, engaged with you? How do you want people to uh, to feel after the fact? I, oh, man, I wish I had this quote prepared, uh, but it's it's. um Oh, goodness. Oh, it, it, it's people don't remember what you say. It's how you make them feel. Mm hmm. And that's the kind of lens, as far as branding is concerned, that uh, that that we're really helping with some of these these pieces. It's change your conversation, change your tone, make things easier, make things a little bit more enjoyable, uh, and and make sure that those sort of elements, those feelings, those positive feelings, and that helpfulness, those are associated with you and your brand. Sure. Sure. And, you know, it's interesting too. the, uh, you know, one of the things you and I talked about yesterday, and we'll put this under the branding umbrella, is that uh, this is a, a great time for advisors to really accelerate the technology side of their business. They've got, yeah. they've got every reason to do it at this point. They've got the perfect cover for it. If, if they feel like they're 10, 15 years behind in technology, they're not using their website, they're not uh, to have people log in, they're not, they're not using things the way they should boy, what a perfect time to say, uh, my brand is shifting. I'm going to be more of the the advisor who is on the cutting edge with technology. And I was forced mm-hmm. there because of this, uh, this pandemic. Uh, it's a perfect, it's, it's a little bit of a perfect storm for these guys. I think there's a, an interesting thing here also. It's if, if you remember that book, Crossing the Chasm, uh, there's that, uh, that, uh, uh, the bell curve that has all the different sections of when people tend to adopt things like technology and when they adopt new innovations and, and new products and whatnot. And we're now at the stage where before things like Zoom meetings might have been for the early adopters. This isn't just the early majority. We're now in that back part of the uh, the bell curve for all those laggards uh, who haven't crossed that finish line of getting up to date. So it's forcing a lot of us to modernize ourselves, use different technology than we had before. Otherwise, uh, we're not going to be able to uh, to to really differentiate ourselves. Uh, it, and that's going to be a, a not great thing. Uh, right, and and right. Speak, speaking of the technology, actually, that's probably a nice little bit to put into the lens of office systems. Uh, if you're still using things that are 15, 20 years old, that 
don't incorporate how to set up your webinars or how to set up a face-to-face Zoom meeting for for your clients, uh, now's probably the time to get a lot of those things updated. Uh, Otherwise, you're not going to be consistent with how you plan a lot of those pieces. Yeah, you know, it's interesting with the Zoom meetings. um, uh, A year from now, some people might say, gosh, you know, I really, I'd rather prefer to do the Zoom meeting than to meet you mm-hmm. in person. Well, it's, it's, you know, I, I enjoyed our meetings, but, you know, my time is valuable and I would, you know, just as soon do a 10 or 15 minute check in over here and then maybe get together once a quarter, twice every year. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, the whole nature of Zoom, uh, you know, from a compliance perspective, from a regulatory perspective, it's it's moving now into the category of uh, how can that be archived? How can that be retrieved? It's it has it's to. not going. It's not going away. Uh, the the phone the phone call is being replaced. It's it's getting replaced. We're in the day of Star Trek now, where we're speaking to the pe- person on the screen. <laughs> it's it's quite an interesting sort of a, a jump that we've made. I even remember when I uh, was starting with marketing and advisors, uh, when social media was a scary thing for compliance, and you couldn't oh, yeah. do anything on social media. Uh, and now we're starting to see, even just shortly after that, social media became a little bit easier to do, and you had a lot more flex and freedom. The same sort of things are happening with this new technology, uh, like Zoom and uh, like a few other things, where compliance departments are also crossing that chasm uh and getting right. into the 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 normalcy that we're all in yeah boy when we started fmg in 2011 it was probably a an 80 20 split 20 percent of firms allowed social media 80 percent were just putting their toe in the water mm-hmm. uh and that flipped within five six years and now it's the it's the i can't uh, I, I can't even, I can't recall any firms that don't embrace it now, but you're right. I mean, it just, it, it goes forward and the, the new tools are adopted and there's, uh, the, the systems come in place around them, uh, the archiving, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, uh, the, the retrieval, the, the, the right once read many times, all that stuff will start to wrap around it. Yeah, uh, I can't imagine advisors still doing the same sorts of things uh, to to grow their business as far as door to door knocking. Uh, even, even goodness, you can't even do the old school tactics anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right, so that's branding. I think we got a good feel on that. That uh, branding. I, I think the big takeaway from branding to me is that your brand isn't your logo. Your brand is you and how you mm-hmm. conduct and communicate and and the person you are. And uh, that's ever so more important, I think, in, in this day and age. It's let's switch over. Let's take, yep. Yeah, how people feel. Let's let's switch over to communication. Yep. Uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, what you've seen as far as how advisors are changing their pacing or what they're doing with the websites or, or, or how they're doing it. Um, FMG recently rolled out a, a masthead that reps could place at the top of their site that spoke mm-hmm. about the COVID issue. Um, have how have reps been what have they been doing with their communication or as you work with them and hear the people in the office work with them how are they how are they getting that message out that communication about that they're adapting to the covid world i think that's uh there, there's a lot that's going on it, it, toward the beginning uh, i was talking about how this content demand's gone up people are reading and engaging more with the with the content that's being sent and so there's a big push for i've got to get more out uh, since i'm not uh, meeting with them face to face anymore so they're sending more things and uh, i think you mentioned it before there's been shifts in our content strategy from sure 
some, some, some great educational pieces that we might have done or some, uh, some, here's some great destinations that we could do on a cruise to what's timely and what's happening now. Because that's the type of stuff that, for, for better or worse, that's what people want. That's the demand. So we're helping provide a lot of that. So I see a lot of advisors sending more content out through the platform. Uh, I also see a lot more content that's unique. Uh, which makes me smile. I, I like getting to see my advisors be creative uh, and, and, and see their own personality shine through. Uh, so I see more videos and I see advisors being braver in front of the camera and just starting out with some of these tech, uh, th these uh, new channels uh, itself. I have some that are just starting a podcast and they're asking for tips and strategies for well, what sure. types of things right. should I say? How frequently should I do them? Uh some advisors are even starting webinars for the first time. And uh, I've got a few of them actually, uh, not just one, but several who have done their first webinar, had 30 or 40 people show up to it, which for them is a massive amount of people from their right, book of business. Right. And they've gone from never doing it before to now doing it on a weekly cadence, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. Fascinating. I had, uh, I, I, as you can imagine, and as I'm sure you do too, I, mm -hmm. I am on the mail list of dozens of advisors and I've seen mm -hmm. that trend where, um, you know, backed by popular demand or this, you know, the, the, they, yep. people want to understand what's going on. They want the advisor's perspective on, on the markets, on the world that we live in. And mm -hmm. it's not, it's, it's, you know, advisors, I think, historically have been a little reticent to get investors so committed to talking about the market on a on a short term basis, on a weekly and a monthly basis. You know, they, they get their they they download their portfolio information. They set it up to reach their goals, their time horizon, their risk tolerance. But it seems that people are they're not questioning that but they just want more information these days they just want to hear yeah. a little bit more from their the advisor's perspective about what could happen what might happen um you know uh boy they're they're eating at home more than ever uh how is that affecting the world what type what types of these new trends what companies are going to be winners and losers mm -hmm. and that's probably an interesting uh a thought as well where there's a lot of information that's going out from sources beyond the advisor. So a lot of noise and there's a, there's a lot to make sense of on both, both sides of the political aisle. Uh, there's some positive things that are being said. There's some negative things that are being said for what's happening in the world. And we want to know as, as investors from our advisor, what should I really be paying attention to right now? What's right. going to actually affect me in my situation? Uh, right. uh, and I'm, I want to hear from my advisor. Yeah, you know the uh, it, it's interesting with the what um, we're coming out with our our quarterly magazine, and one of the mm -hmm. the main stories is about, and I'm probably giving away what the main story is about, but people who listen to the podcast should get the benefit of that. We uh, we go through <laughs> uh, we go through it, uh, the the sequence of return risk uh, that people hear about, but they don't really care about until they live a sequence of return risks, until they live the fact that uh, uh, if the mar if they retire and the market goes down or if they're invested, if their total investment portfolio goes down 10% the first year versus up 10%, how that how that works, how that comes out at the end, uh, say at the end of 20 years. Um, and, you know, it, the, uh, you know, the pictures, the, the numbers tell a thousand words, but but that's the type of information that people want to hear. Now, the markets mm -hmm. have largely recovered, 
but people, you know, there was a period of time there in uh, March. Uh, I remember reading one headline on CNBC that said, is, is this an end to capitalism? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, it was it was very dark. It was a very dark period of time uh, when the, you know, it was, I think it was between February 19th and March 22nd, uh, if I got my dates right. It was the quickest drop of over 30% the market has ever seen. And, it was scary uh, to see so many records hit back to yeah. back on biggest drop ever. Yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, definitely odd. And 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 for for the people who were living through the 2008 2009 um the financial crisis, this was different, but it brought back a lot of memories. Um you know, heck, I'm I'm old enough to remember, you know, what happened in 1987 when uh, uh the you know the uh, the Dow was down 500 points. Uh, you think about uh, you know uh, uh, 9 11 uh when mm-hmm. the market was closed for three or four days and uh the market was down sharply so when we go through periods like this people um go to extremes and they have extreme reactions and they're looking for that comfort that comes from the advisor during those times and i think that's also an interesting thought uh as, as well and i'll kind of dive a little bit into some of the prospecting realms oh cool. uh, yeah let's touch on that one <laughs> uh, with uh, with some of the prospecting realms, uh, about a month ago we did a, a webinar with. Uh, I, I won't get into too much of the details, but we we did a webinar and we uh, were talking with some advisors and they were saying what they do and what they've been doing for some of their uh, their clients. And what struck me was it wasn't about the events that have changed during the crisis. It's the fact that they've been doing them all between the 2008 uh, crash and where we are now. So that when we got to where we are now, the conversations with clients are more, how are you? How are you doing? Uh, rather than, how's my 401k? Right, right, yeah. So yeah. they've built that relationship over years and years and years because of what happened with 2008. Uh, and then where we got when we got to where we are today, they've had 10 plus years to get to uh, that solid foundation of relationships that they've built. Yeah, you know, it's 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 fascinating because uh, you know I I spoke with a rep a few weeks ago on a uh, we did a webinar at FMG, uh, and he said you know right as the pandemic was getting underway he had a he had a steady beat of information going out uh, the foundational stuff and some of the uh, other material that you know drives that emotional response uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking at that some of that authentic marketing that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, and he told me a story. He told the, the podcast a story. He told it was about a three minute story uh, where he said that uh, a, a person he had been sending that information to um, was really was working with Morgan Stanley. Uh, if any Morgan Stanley reps hear this, sorry, but uh, this was this, this was the story. <laughs> the, uh, uh, but Morgan Stanley hadn't put anything out and his rep from Morgan Stanley hadn't put anything out. And this was a woman, a widow. Um, she got a little frustrated with it. She really appreciated how much the advisor, uh, the, the, the one that had her on, her on the prospecting list, was communicating, was giving the steady messages. She called him up. Uh, she moved a $3 million uh, account over. Uh, now, the rep said, you know, it wasn't huge, but boy, you know, uh, I'll take five or six of those uh, any, any day of the week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, a, it's for, for right now, as as reps are looking at this, how how are you coaching them on prospecting? What what is what is their golden ticket right now? 
I wouldn't say there's any such thing as a golden ticket, but I will say there's best practices. Uh, oh, good. And good. when I when I'm leaning in terms of best practices for prospecting, and uh, on our last podcast we did, we were talking about prospecting being like a storytelling sort of piece. Create stories that get shared. Uh, and, and that'll be the the word of mouth advertising that'll spread. But when it when it comes to prospecting now, uh, we're still thinking in terms of both social events and educational events. Those social events are a bit more challenging. You got to be a whole lot more creative. And I'll get to that one in just a moment for some of the really neat ideas I've heard. Uh, for prospecting, I think it's that the obvious solution is doing webinars uh, and making sure not only you're keeping regular contact going out, whether it's just a, hey, we're going to do a weekly chat, uh, just we'll chat about what happened in the markets, Some few a few reasons why we think that to be the case. Let us know if you have any questions uh, that might benefit the group and we'll kind of go from there. Or some other big things, hey, let's talk about the SECURE Act or let's talk about the uh, some of the, the stimulus package that went around uh, and, and how we can maybe answer some of the questions around those timely pieces. Uh, webinars right. are the easy solution. I think no one's surprised by hearing something like that. The content though, that's you want to you want to stick with content that's relevant to you and your book of business. Now, social events in a digital world, that's the fun stuff. <laughs> that this is I've I've heard some things that I've never heard before and and that it always brings a smile when I talk about some of these. Uh, so so there are advisors who are looking at doing uh, they're still staying in the realm of say Zoom. Uh, and they're doing these classes, if you will. They're keeping them small, keeping them contained, but they're doing like a digital wine tasting. Uh, and there's this one advisor who purchased a case of wine. I left the case of wine on the office doorstep and said, just stop by the office, pick up a bottle. And then at this day and time, we'll be doing a webinar, bringing in a sommelier to talk about the wine itself. So we're doing it all uh, for you. Just stop by and enjoy the bottle on us. Easy peasy, uh, and it worked out quite well for them. Boy, what uh, a great idea! What a great it, idea! Very, it, very different. I'd never heard anything like that before. Uh, I also heard uh, there, there were advisors who already had shred day events uh, scheduled uh, for after the uh, the April fifteenth original deadline uh, for for your taxes that. They had their shred day already planned, and when everything started going south and the stay-at-home order started coming through, they didn't change their shred days, uh, shred day event dates. They changed uh, the concept of it to more of a uh, a drive-through. <laughs> Just sure. drive-through, drop it off in the parking lot, and then we'll take care of the rest, and then you're right. on your way. Right. Uh, drive-through everything has become very popular these days. Drive through everything, and I, I think we're lucky in our area. We've got uh, where where I am and where our office is. We're in Central Florida, uh, and we have one of the few remaining drive-in theaters that's still operational. And there's actually an article that went out not too long ago that we're the only drive-in theater that was still playing new movies during this crisis. So I'm seeing at least uh, uh, the advisors who have. Uh, some sort of a venue like that, they're able to maintain some sort of a drive-in movie night. You're still staying socially distant. Uh, you're still staying fully contained. Uh, I saw a few advisors doing things like that, and that that made me smile. Yeah, you know it's interesting. You know, they, you know, a year ago, uh, some of the you know adv advisors were doing um, renting out movie theaters. Well, mm -hmm. you can't do that. Can't do that. Can't anymore. do that. Uh, so the traditional really kind of the um, 
it, it really kind of forces people to put their, you know, take their hat off, turn it around, put it on backwards and think what'll work this time. I, I think there's probably another perspective uh, as well as we, we might ha- have been able to do that the last few months or so. But then the question is, even when states do open up again, uh, if things continue on a positive trend as far as uh, 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 the virus spreading, if, if, if we can stay positive and keep the virus uh, uh, infection rates low, how confident will people actually be to actually go out in public again? It yeah. might be fine, but people might still be hesitant. So we might be forced into this marketing realm for all these branding tactics, communication pieces, these office systems, these prospecting avenues for, for a long time to come. Uh, just because of the natural fear people have of what the what the world has done to us. Boy, ain't it the truth? Ain't it the truth? So uh, I think that's a good way to end it. Let's uh, 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 reps. Uh, it's a new world. It's the time to really update your technology. Uh, think about being authentic with your marketing and come up with some different fun things to do marketing wise. Boy. I tell you, if I were in practice, I think I would take them. I, I think I would do exactly that. That 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 wine story is awesome. You know, put a put eleven bottles out. Tell invite people to come by. First eleven on the call, uh, and you have the other one, and you have a sommelier talk about it. Boy, what a great idea that is! Well, if you stuff. happen to pick up one of those bottles, send one my way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much. Uh, we will check back it's in with pleasure. you uh, in a couple of months and. Uh, kind of see how how things continue to evolve. I think that uh, um, it's a uh, the financial services marketing is a great me too industry. Uh, but mm-hmm. at this point, it's a, do a little me too, but do a little. Mm, I'm on my own. I'm coming up with something different. Well, thank you so much for having me, Mike. It's always a pleasure, and I'll be looking forward to coming back again. All right. Well, have a good day. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you for listening to the Market Emotion podcast for financial advisors. If you found this episode informative, please share with your peers and colleagues. Visit fmgsuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox.